Hello, 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 and welcome to a brand new episode of the This and That podcast with Alex and Mondo. We have a jam-packed show talking so many topics that there's no way conceivable that I will fit them in within the time frame for this intro. So I'm going to pass it over to Mondo. Let's get this show started, Mondo. What is up, everyone? Once again, thank you for joining us on this journey. We are absolutely just feeling blessed because you guys have been absolutely amazing with all the support you've given us from all over the U.S. to especially France. To our French downloader and our listener, thank you because you're amazing. Every week, I feel like right when we upload, maybe a couple hours later, (laughs) this person's already downloading. So we got to say thank you to all our supporters. Yeah, absolutely. We... um... Everyone across the U.S. really is is coast to coast. Thank you so much for downloading us. Um, our French fan, thank you again. Um, it's just amazing that it's being heard out there. Like it really, the first time I saw it, it was mind blowing that someone in France heard it, and the fact that you've continued to hear it every week just it can't begin to describe how much it means to both Mondo and myself. Not that anybody else is less than that, but it's just the reach is amazing. Um, just make sure you keep telling your friends and everybody else to download it, everyone. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, we're, we're going to keep grinding. You know we're going to give you everything we have. So just make sure to keep spreading the word and talking about what we're getting into today. We got a jam-packed show. Like Alex said, we're going into the College World Series. We're talking softball. We're talking baseball. But we are starting off with the girls. Softball just crowned a new national champion. The Oklahoma Sooners have won the national championship by beating FSU. And looking at their record, you'd think that teams would lose very often in the season because they play they play upwards of 50 games. Yeah, you would think like the law of averages, you know, like, but Oklahoma was was dominant, setting records for most home runs hit while having dominating pitching. I mean, the team lost three times all season. And they won the last I saw, I forget when I saw their record, they were like 51 and three. Um, and I want to say that was when they played UCLA. So they played maybe four or five games after that. So I think they probably ended like 55 or 56 and three. Um, and every team they lost to, they beat twice. So Oklahoma was was dominant. There's no other way of putting it. They were dominant this season. And it the best part about it for me, both with the women and the men, is that that immaculate ping that you get from the bats. It takes you right. back, man. It's it does. It absolutely brings you back to days of little league and and you know, just or even trying to do like a home run derby like with tennis <laughs> balls, like yes. just just trying to crank it as much as you can, you know, but just that sound, that that immaculate ping sound, it's 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 the best. Yeah, and and what kind of hits the mark for me aside from the ping. I mean, I think for everybody, anybody that watches the college world series or, or just college baseball in general is that ping it's part of it but the pride that these players play with i mean not just for the they, they always say it they play for the name on the front not the name on the back but you'd see the genuine enjoyment that they get playing the sport that they love because realistically we've talked about it before that for softball at least that that i know of there's not really many professional leagues outside of maybe one a, a couple in the US here and there and even the men i mean it's really hard for these players to make it to the pros a lot of the times you're getting paid peanuts i mean 
Alex Alex had mentioned to me that some of these guys they they rent rooms together, they rent apartments together, and that's just nuts to me. And the pride that they get to show during these tournaments it's absolutely just amazing to me. Absolutely, because you gotta remember, MLB can draft you at a high school, so if you're top-notch prospect, you're probably not going to college because you're going to get drafted first round, and you're not going to go. Like The best example is A-Rod. A-Rod had a signed scholarship to University of Miami. He was the number one overall pick by the Seattle Mariners. You tell me what he's going to do. Yeah, that's true. Here's the thing with baseball, with college baseball, which tangent i wish they would do in basketball but in two years instead of three is if you don't get drafted at a high school you're committed for three years to college automatically you cannot be drafted your freshman or sophomore year you have to be there for three years before you're draft eligible again i would love to see that at the nba you can come out of high school if you don't get picked you have to go for two years so no more one and dones yeah, so it's to come out of high school. So you, I think you it'd have be that tough game. for them to do that because at this point, it's become such a money thing. Those the, the, and and again, like those prospects that that get drafted right out of high school, they weren't gonna they weren't gonna go to college anyway. They were those one and dones, the Anthony Davises of the world. All those players, if they were able to, they would have come out of high school. So it's but, but you would you would cure the one and dones. That's true because people don't like the one and dones. So it's either you go for two. Or you go straight out of high school. And I think that's a, a happy medium. But uh, not the point of what we're talking about. We're talking about College World Series baseball and softball. Uh, like we said, uh, Oklahoma just won the national championship this week. The uh, men will take center stage for the next couple weekends. We're in the super regional phase of the tournament. We have eight sites of those eight sites. We got obviously 16 teams which will give us our eight teams that will go to the College World Series in Omaha. Um, one of my favorite things also about this tournament, Mondo, is that it's double elimination. I love you that. have to lose twice to get knocked out. So even like now the Super Regionals and, and obviously the final series, it's, it's straight up two out of three series. So it's very simple again. However, like the regional round and the first opening round of the World Series is double elimination. So there's a loser's bracket. So even if you lose that first game, it's not over. I think. Speaking of that, with the women, one of the big stats I saw was this was the first year that both teams that got to the championship series went through the loser's bracket because Florida State and Oklahoma lost their first game. That's right. I forgot about Oklahoma losing their first game. Yeah, they lost to, to the I would say, the story of the tournament outside of them winning it, uh, James Madison. Yeah, and James Madison, just talking about moments that stood out to me, anybody that had been keeping up with it, and if you hadn't, please look it up. The pitcher for James Madison had this amazing play to save the game. I think the, the either the tying run or the or the winning run was coming to the plate. She picked up not even a bunt. Well, it was a bunt, but she she was everybody's like, oh, she's gonna throw it first. No, she came home with it and literally dove to tag her out at home plate. And to me, that's that shows the pride that that competitive spirit that a lot of people lack nowadays. And speaking of pride and competitive spirit. Who wasn't, I mean, I guess Mondo wasn't, watching the U.S. soccer <laughs> game on Sunday night versus Mexico. The fire and the competitiveness in that game was, besides for the fact that they're two you know, regional rivals, and the game was, was amazing. For those that missed it, it was the CONCACAF Nations League 
uh, final. It's, it's kind of a made up thing that they made, kind of a money grab from Concacaf. Um, following, it was following what like UEFA did with like the League of Nations or Nations League or something like that. Like they had something similar and they got the same idea. Um, but it's still for a trophy. U.S. beat Mexico after extra time, three two. All the superstars scored for the U.S., which is encouraging to see. Um, I think Mondo, did you end up catching extra time? Like what? What? I know you saw part of the game. Yeah, I, I, he was too busy. I, I, he was too busy getting robbed by Floyd Mayweather and and freaking Paul brother. Well, tell me, tell me. I didn't get robbed, even though even though I didn't pay for the fight and streamed it for free. I still, still feel like robbed. I got robbed. I still time. feel like you don't get time back, sir. You do not get time back. <laughs> you, you are right. You are time. right. I was lucky enough to to chime in right in extra time and. From everything like I was seeing, I mean, anybody who follows us knows Alex was tweeting away throughout the game. So you were getting the play-by-play. You were getting live reactions. And once I, I knew after the fight was over, I'm like, all right, that's it. Like, I'm, I'm done here. I need to chime in because I cannot miss out on this. And it's just after they missed out on the world on the last World Cup, kind of I felt like the air was taken out of the sails for the U.S., because, I mean, that was right around when Pulisic was coming out. He was his coming out party. Everybody was excited. It was the new young star. I mean, Donovan was gone. Dempsey was gone. Like, it was – he was, was supposed to be that. Phase. It was that weird phase that, that the current genera- the current group of guys that are there weren't there yet. Right. And then the older group was still kind of hanging on. The the Michael Bradleys, the Josie Altidores. The world. <laughs> I was going to say Josie. I was, I was, yeah, I mean, and it's nothing against those guys. And those guys at this point provide valuable experience to these young guys. I wouldn't mind them coming on. Like, let's say they make a World Cup and they're good enough to make the roster. I wouldn't be against them being like, you know, the 30th guy on the roster I mean, or whatever. I, I, that I will forever stay in Clint Dempsey. Well, yes, <laughs> him, and, him and the camel blazer and that the glasses. Man, that man can play as long as my he man is. My man is, is rocking it. Um, but it was it was wild, man. The game was just. I mean, a minute into the game, Mexico scored like literally sixty three seconds. So you're like, oh, here we go. No, no, no. And and credit credit to the U.S. Credit to to. Let me say something right now. I'm I'm starting my new stand right now, officially <laughs> proclaiming it. Giovanni Reina. Oh, Gio Reina. Beautiful, beautiful man. This this kid. He's a kid, man. Like it's, it's, kid. He's 18 years old. Was the best player by far and away on the field. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even close. He had some just amazing passes, scored the first goal for the team coming off a Weston McKinney, who, by the way, is a that's another guy, man. Corner, they, they've got masterpiece. Some- and these guys oh. are playing, these guys are playing in major teams here. We're talking Juventus, we're talking Borussia Dortmund. Um, as we talked in our Champions League episode, Polisic just won it with Chelsea. Um, so he had a good trophy filled 10 days, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it's that, that that has to be a good feeling. I mean, because I know I was. I was bummed after we missed out on that World Cup. And thinking about it, they this is this younger generation is giving life into it. And just what's crazy to me is we talked about obviously during our last podcast talking about Champions League, we talked about Stefan, the goalkeeper. And Stefan, I mean, I missed that part of the game, so Alex could probably talk more into that, but he got hurt. He came, like, I still haven't seen anything about the, the reports afterwards. I know he he was unavailable for the Costa Rica match last night, um, which shout out to Daryl DK, um, scoring his first U.S. goal. That's for City, Ride or die. That's my boy. It's official. I am a big stan of, of Daryl DK. Um, 
So it yeah, like the 60th minute more or less, he got the ball and he was gonna go throw it and he like pulled up. So he no contact. I don't know, it was it around his knee area. So so here's hoping that that it's nothing serious for him. Obviously, we don't want anything bad to happen, but Ethan Horvath comes off the bench, which for a backup goalie in soccer, it is incredibly difficult. You usually in most games, as uh, I used to intern with a professional soccer team, you have about a half hour to 45 minutes pregame to warm up. When you come in as a goalie, you have maybe five minutes to get your warm up in yeah, and, and, and you're and go. Like you have no time. And he came on, made a handful of saves, and then on top of that, saves a penalty kick with the last, like it was the buzzer beater penalty kick Mexico had a chance to get. And he saves it. All this in his hometown. Like the story is just amazing. Like, like you you give that to a movie producer and they're like, no, it's too cookie cutter. <laughs> it's true. And it's like, it's one of those things that I was jumping up on my bed. I was watching that game on my own in my room and I was so happy. It, I, again, maybe it's because the U.S. hasn't really been in a world in a World Cup final, <laughs> but sitting there and w- just because it was Mexico, I mean, the fact that Mexico has, at, at least to me, has felt like our big brother that Me- just Mexico beats us down Mexico, all, on, all the time. Mexico is the big bad. Mexico is the big bad wolf of 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 the Concacaf. Like, Conca-Caf. yeah. And no offense, to Costa Rica. Costa Rica is a solid team, and a couple years ago they made a run to the quarterfinal. Um, like two World Cups ago, they made a real big run and. One of the best goalies of all time, in my opinion, Kaylor Navas is Costa Rican. So it's it's not the same thing, but Mexico is 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 the big boys of the region. And look, man, the trophy's a trophy. Even if, like I said, even if it's a made up tournament that you make up just to try and make a cash grab, hey, it counts right? for me. <laughs> it counts for me, man. There was a trophy presentation. People got winners medal. I got to watch Mexico suffer and walk past the trophy and not touch it. So, which by the way, I would say is just as good a feeling as like winning it like seeing, seeing your rival having to take like loser medals like here here's <laughs> a participation medal you didn't win but we're gonna give you this silver one just you know you were here just to remember us by yeah and the thing is like you'd think people are like oh no i feel bad for them I'm like i don't i don't i don't feel bad because they've lot they've beaten the u.s so many times and and there, i don't know the reason why i don't feel bad at all and again i don't want to lump all the Mex- mexico fans in with uh, with one group but for the most part, the people, the, a lot of the people that have gone to these games and all that, the way they act in the stands, like, look, don't get me wrong. I, I love Belen. That's where I graduated from. We were unruly. But not once would we ever throw stuff onto the field. I mean, Gio Reyna what, had been subbed out of the game. I'm pretty sure he took a full bottle to the head. For, I saw what I what I saw was um, actually a reporter of uh, Max Bredos. He was on ESPN. Now he's the voice of LAFC. Um, he actually was in that corner of the stadium watching the game and re- said someone it was a full like Coke bottle like, that hit Gio Reyna in the temple. Like Gio Reyna was concussed. Everyone, he was absolutely concussed. Like there was no like he was back on the field celebrating afterwards. But I'm pretty sure the next day he had no idea. He thought he like, thought he was in middle school winning a championship. He didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like 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 he <sighs> he got he was definitely concussed at that point. Um and. It just goes back to what we talked about last week. Like, like people have come out of this pandemic and lost their goddamn minds. Yeah, and it's like talking about it. And not only did did he get hurt towards the end of the game, I think it was we were in extra time already after they had stopped the PK. 
um, the, the U.S. was killing time because that that's what you do. Like you get the ball, you turn your back, and you just box out, basically box out the guy like a basketball player. And whatever, there was a foul called, and he there was on the floor, killing time, whatever. What all the players do? This is you got to kill time to get to the end of the game. It's it's part of the process. And they started throwing stuff again, and I laughed to myself because I saw one guy throw a bottle and it hit a Mexican player right in the face. So they were hitting right their, in the face. They, I they saw were, that one. I was like, ah, so rabid that they were hitting their own players. They were, and it was like full bottles. I it, it took me back to them playing at Stadium Azteca in Mexico. And I remember, I think it was Donovan was taking a corner. Was it Donovan or Dempsey? It was one of the two taking a corner. And all you see is just water bottles flying. Oh, around. yeah, that was Donovan. Yeah. Donovan, was, Donovan would take the corners. Well, I remember one time someone threw like sunglasses at him and he put on the sunglasses on the sideline. Like it was actually pretty funny on his part. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like it goes back to what we spoke about with, with the basketball fans. It's like people have lost their minds and like they forget how to act. And, and that's just one part. Another part that is one thing that I'll never understand is they had to mute actually part of the game. For anyone that was that was listening, they had to mute part of the chants that were going on. Um, yeah, we're not going to repeat the chant here because it was a very derogatory, um, homophobic chant. Both, it, it, I'm not going to lie to you. It took quite a bit of research to find out what exactly the chant was. And, and like, honestly, it, was, it was hard to find. And once we found it, we're like, okay, yeah, we understand. They stopped the game. Like, they went into, into anti-racism protocols and stopped the game during extra time. Like, no, we need to stop. We need to say this warning because if not, we're gonna we're not going to continue this game. It, like, and it's nothing that's new from the Mexican fans. This is something that's happening in World Cups prior where they've been sanctioned and, and like... Be better, man. Like I get it. You want to taunt the the other team and you have chance, but not that. Like, yeah, come yeah. on. But but it's what like that's one thing we've talked about. I mean, it goes back to all all different types of sports. I mean, you can you can talk trash to players. You can chant stuff at the players. I mean, anybody that was that was in high school and you went to sports games, you had your chance that you chanted towards the other team. But not not ever is it okay. And I know both Alex and I agree with this. Not ever is it okay for any homophobic racist anything against anybody else personally is not okay and the fact that the the soccer group stopped the game in order to make a statement i think was extremely important and just leading off of that we got we are extremely grateful to all our supporters on this podcast at this and that and we got to give a shout out to our sponsor they absolutely amazing i mean ag custom cabinets has been around for years as you guys know from closets to bathrooms to bedrooms everything you can think of they got you you can find them at agcustomcabinets.com and on instagram and facebook at ag custom cabinets and like you know ag custom cabinets where furniture is made fresh all right it's that time of the show where we bring back our new segment that we started last week got a, a lot of favorite segment by the way and and it, and it definitely is our new favorite segment <laughs> that's ridiculous but so is this and leading off again this is ridiculous and i gotta give a shout out to barstool this is where i saw this story and it's crazy that this is coming at the end of the school year <laughs> you thought you thought that it would make it through but just you know last week of school let's let this story come out a story was reported on bar on barstool that a principal was fired for nude pictures. Now, 
we know that this has happened. Teachers have been fired for sending nude pictures. It wasn't to a student. I got to give. Well, thank goodness that it wasn't involving a student because typically, you know, you see the teacher <laughs> that's involved of a student and just just weirdness. Like like this story, this story was pretty wild when you sent it to me. Like and it's and it's like so we got to give we got to give a little disclaimer. There was no student involved. For the record, but the te- the principal gets fired, and then I, I of course, w- when you go to Barstool, like the way they write those headlines, whoever writes their headlines are geniuses because every time they write, I'm like, okay, I gotta click here, and you gotta go to this column and find it, and you still do it. And <laughs> the secretary reported the principal, and the reason the secretary reported the principal is because the principal forced the secretary to take the pictures for her. Now my, my question is. Was she taking the pictures of the principal so that the principal had good angles or was she taking pictures and posing as the principal? And then when whoever she was sexting got there was like disappointment. Like that's not what I saw. Um, I'm just, no, no, no. I didn't read that part of the story. I'm just I did. curious. I, I, as to, as to I was intrigued. That. I was intrigued. No, she, the secretary was solely in the photographer purpose. She was getting the angles. So so the secretary was subject to all these new pictures. Like, and I think like what, what was the principal thinking? I mean, was there a pay bump at least? Like, well, obviously not. She reported her, so there was clearly not a pay bump. There was no pay bump there. Oh man. It's like, and you think like we think about it's it goes back to what we said. People are getting out of this pandemic and they're losing their minds. They're losing their absolute minds. Like, like like cabin fever is real, people. Like and it's like if you think that's ridiculous, I mean, just just wait till you hear what Alex is coming. This is I, I strike again with a story. Ugh. So this is coming from the Metro uh, newspaper out in England. So I'm going international with our story. Um, Noah's Ark, yes, <laughs> yes, that Noah's Ark has been rebuilt, but however, it is currently in Ipswich, England, and impounded for, as the Coast Guard says, not being seaworthy. So, a little more story here on on why Noah's Ark is actually a thing. Um, It's a floating museum owned by a Dutch TV producer. So, obviously, you know, he's using it to to talk about Noah. It's a religious museum. You know, the the story of Noah. And for those who don't know, God flooded the earth for 40 days. Noah uh, somehow was able to get every animal, both male and female, and they didn't attack each other on the, which on the boat. Which is genius to me. I'm so which amazed by that. Which, by the way, if you want to see a funny, hilarious recap of Noah's Ark, I recommend everybody to go watch Ricky Gervais' stand-up comedy. Um, I believe it's out of England, where he just eviscerates Noah's Ark. But it will – doesn't matter if you're Catholic or not. It will – you will die laughing. It is absolutely hilarious. However – the English Coast Guard said there are many deficiencies, especially with their lifeboats and things like that. So they said the boat can't travel home. So there's been ongoing fights, and they keep trying to find a way to tow it. Well, after April 1st, it had overstayed its welcome. So it's currently, every day that it's still in England, getting about 500 pounds, which that translates to a little over $700 a day, just sitting there. Okay. Like Noah's Ark is getting charged. <laughs> like and, it, it, and the story's amazing because it, you click on the story and it's a giant picture of Noah's Ark. Like just sitting there off the water because they have deemed it not seaworthy for very like I said, various deficiencies. Right. Now the reason why this story, besides for the fact that hey, it's Noah's Ark, made its way to that's ridiculous, so is this is because the Coast Guard in an official statement gave the, the 
I, I think the the quote that he, he, the gif of the man like you know perfect perfect you know kissing his fingers the Italian like this is it okay just other perfection you will. and this is and this is I, re, I I cannot stress this enough is a direct quote the Coast Guard in the official statement said they cannot rely on the grace of God that Noah's Ark will not sink. <laughs> Really, direct quote, everybody. Direct like, quote, if, everyone. If you don't like, believe like, us, please, Noah's Ark is researching, and they can't depend on the grace of God. Like whoever this dude is, is like just mm, he doesn't care. Perfect, that, that, guy, that, that guy just came out. He's like, listen, I got facts for you, and we're gonna keep charging rent. Yeah, and it's at impounded. Point, at this point, you've been here too long. Like we want to get rid of you, but you need to fix these things. And like, look, if you had enough money to build Noah's Ark. Then yeah, you have money to fix it, okay? Like, just do what they need you to do, and then get the hell out of there. But yeah, you could just go somewhere else. You could squat somewhere else. You can you can take the museum. It's on the water. You can go anywhere. Like, and that's yeah. just crazy. And leading off of that, there was a new Marvel series that came out, Loki. Now, we're gonna come out and tell you we're not going to spoil anything. We promise you this. We're not gonna talk about anything that happened in the show. We understand that. Not everyone can watch the show the moment it comes out. So we will not be spoiling anything. We will just be rating it. No spoilers. We won't say what happened in the show, anything about it. Yeah, I mean, we get it. It's a Wednesday night show. It is It is tough to watch in today's day. And even in streaming, like the planned stuffing on a Wednesday is is tough um, as opposed to Friday is how the show used to be. So you had like the weekend to watch it and things like that. Um, so we're merely just going to state the runtime of each episode as it happens. Um, we'll, we'll let you know if there is in fact a post credit scene, whether you have, you know, should stick around or not. We feel like that's a nice favor to the crowd. You know, like you see the credits, eh, I'm out of here. I'm done. Or, I'm done. I can move you, know, on. you should hang on and we're going to give you a measuring system and our measuring system honors our beloved Mobius Owen Wilson. And we're going to rate it on a scale of one to five. Wow. 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 So you're going to be hearing a lot of wows for the next couple of weeks. And leading into that, so personally, my rating was for wow, 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 wow. I will be very honest with you. It was a long day for me. I have two kids. I was late at night. It was half asleep. I definitely need to rewatch it. But from what I gathered, I'm going to have to give it a wow, wow. (laughs) Wow. And we are going to have way three wows. We're, we're going to have way too much fun with this. So if you don't like the wows, you can just skip ahead, but it's too late now. It's, it's not very ahead. long. I'm sure you can get through it in probably like a minute or two, and, and we're going to keep going. We'll probably talk about the show maybe a couple weeks after it ends, just kind of recap it, just to see where, where kind of we're going from there. But that's really what you're going to get from us week to week on. Yeah, and, and, and I know speak, speaking from, from myself and obviously from Alex as well, I know that if you send us a DM about the show and you want to talk about it and you've seen it, uh, don't worry. We'll answer you back. But we're, we're not- yeah, we, we, <laughs> I, we can guarantee you that we'll be watching the show by the time we record. We've seen it. So you can definitely send us messages and we'll, we'll be free to discuss it. Just not public. Just not public. And that's one thing. I got I to gotta come out and say it before we move on. If you spoil anything, any shows, especially the we night. We will Twitter of, shame you. Yeah, we, we will. You'll be called We out. will Twitter shame you. We will. We will mock you mercilessly and just post your picture. And for the record, when I say spoiling, it does not mean 
posting actual things that happened. For example, if you go in and goes, oh man, I wasn't expecting this to happen. Even if you don't mention what it was that happened, you're sporting something because now people are waiting for something to happen. But that's it. I'll get off my soapbox. Hold your secrets. Hold your secrets close. But moving on for what Alex and I have been looking forward to. For those of you that don't know, Fast and the Furious is coming out with a new movie. And honestly, I don't even know the name at this point because I feel like we're on Fast and the Furious 27. No, no, no. Just divide that by three. It's F9. I oh, wow. We're only at nine. It feels like, like they've been coming out forever. It doesn't matter. If you were to tell me when this first movie came out that, hey, you're going to be seeing like a whole series. We're going to get up to like nine, ten of these things. Like, yeah. I would have told you, I would have told you, what are you smoking? And let me have some. However, here we are. Vin and Diesel's still kicking it. And shout out to Paul Walker. We miss you, man. Like, I still remember that movie that they made right after he passed away where that is Brother Dublin. And I, I've never cried in movies like this. I'm not going to lie to you. I cried. It was very well done. It was, it was very well done how they how they kind of dealt with, with his character and stuff like that. I thought it was very well done on their part. Um, and while those are the two main characters, I know I can only speak for myself. My favorite character is coming back for F9. He's been gone for a couple. I don't know where, how, they, how they're going to explain him coming back. And quite frankly, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Han. Han is back. Han has I'm returned. all about it. Bring me him and his potato chip eating ways. Let's do this. <laughs> the promised one has returned. And for those of you that don't know, we both agree on this. If you have not seen the movies and you, you need to see Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift is single-handedly the most important movie in the entire franchise. Everyone will say it's the first one because it started everything. No. Tokyo Drift puts everything in the series into motion. Tokyo Drift is the key. Tokyo Drift is the key to to everything. Well, yes, the first two gave us, you know, it gave us Tej, you know, it gave us Ludacris, it gave us Tyrese. Obviously, it gave us, you know, yeah, Paul Walker, Paul Walker, Walker Rodriguez, Rodriguez, the whole crew. like the whole main crew. But what set, what really set all this in motion, was Tokyo Drift. Was the character Han and. Little Bow Wow, Little Bow Wow with the Hulk mobile, with the Hulk mobile, man. Like, like, oh, Tokyo Drift is just the best. No, yeah, there's characters in Tokyo Drift that you never see again, but it's okay. No, no, they're all back. Oh, they they're all back returned? in the last trailer. They're all in it. Oh my god, this just made me happy. They're all in it. They're all they're they're oh, all back. The like, world is ending. That's why they're they're, they're it, getting ready to to jump the shark. Bow Wow is in it. Like they're all in it. They're they're all in the in the last trailer. Man. So oh, that makes me happy. Just, like. People forget Vin Diesel wasn't in the second one. Like he wanted too much money. He, that, that was like at the height of like Vin Diesel. Like he can do no wrong at that point. Like I think that was Chronicles of Riddick too. Was happening around Chronicles of Riddick. Didn't he make the pacifier and make a ton of cash? Yeah. Way too much like, money. For that. It was a good movie. Don't get me wrong. I laughed like an idiot, but he made but way too much money. He made a ton of cash off that. So like this was the height of Vin Diesel, and this was very close to a Terrence Howard Iron Man situation. I yeah, feel like, yeah, I think he almost got recast. I heard rumors um, that they were looking at and people. They somehow were able to convince him to come back. And he came out in a bonus scene in Tokyo drift. And then it was on because Vin Diesel's back. So let's go. And they got Paul Walker back and it, the series just took back off and it, it really gave it new life. Cause it was, like the reason they went Tokyo Drift is because it kind of lost a lot of steam. No offense to Too Fast, Too Furious, filmed in Miami, <laughs> yeah, but that was... it, it lost some steam with that. And it's and it's Fast and the Furious. Like I know, for example, just talking about me, 
like Nati, God bless her soul. I mean, those you all know Nati. She's she's gone to watch these movies with me. It's not her cup of tea. She, not that she doesn't think they're good. It's just she doesn't enjoy them, and that's fine. You have to go in expecting bullshit. Like, yeah, like the lack of physics, the lack of physics in the Fast and the Furious universe is is amazing. Like in I, the thing is they're all blending together, so I have no idea which is which. The that's one that the they're problem. in Brazil, yeah. The, the one that they're in Brazil, I think that's the first one with the Rock. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that, he, that the, rock the Rock made like down. three of them. Like, and they, you know, everybody that Vin Diesel should fight in movies has made an appearance in this. Like, now they got John Cena coming in. Yeah, like, you, get, you get rid of the he, Rock. He's fighting every, the guy. He's just ticking everybody off the list. And let me see, who do you want me to fight? Uh, the Rock. Okay, I'm gonna fight him. Jason Statham. Um, Jason Statham. Yeah, I'll bring him in. Okay. <laughs> uh, who's who's next on this list? Like, like they're just getting everybody. John Cena. Like they're just getting everybody for Vin Diesel. Yeah, to fight, and, like, and that's the thing. And something for me. I mean, I don't know about you, but for me. These movies introduced me to possibly two of my biggest crushes when it comes to actresses. Between Michelle Rodriguez, I love her, and that many people forget about Eva Mendes was in Fast and the Furious. For me, Eva Mendes definitely Michelle Rodriguez. Like she has one of the biggest like RBFs. <laughs> like, and I just I can't get past that dude. Like, she, it, it's hard, man. Like, she she's always angry. As far as I'm concerned, that's because she has even when she's happy, she's angry. She has to deal with Vin Diesel all the time. <laughs> I, I don't know how happy I'd be either. I mean, look at the. I rock. understand, the, but the, it, the, rock you know. le- the Rock left and, and did his own thing, like and which is uh, by the way, if you haven't seen Hobbs and Shaw, little little shout out Hobbs and Shaw, just like it's actually a really good movie. Yeah, yeah, it's I a agree. good movie. But it's a big paquete, just like all the Fast and the Furious movies. But that's but that's what you need to come in expecting, like exactly. like, like the one in Brazil. They're dragging the safe around, like <laughs> that's with, I on, forgot with about two that. Dodge Chargers, and the safe does not like affect like it swings around, but the cars the cars just keep going. Like the safe does nothing. Okay, and for the record, Talk um, physics. He says Talk physics. And for the record, when he says safe, it's not like a five by four safe. It is a safe that quite possibly was the size of my house. It's a semi. It's a yeah. It was it's not the a semi. semi. It's what you see on a semi. Like and it's and these movies that if you go into it expecting like amazing acting and all that, like that's not what you're in. You're going to be vastly disappointed. You're going to be disappointed. I mean, these movies have some of the best lines. I mean, that that you you listen to it and you still laugh. There's a point in one of the movies and. It's a spoiler, but these movies have been out forever. I'm like, I'm not spoiling anything. Where they're in the car with these bad guys, and the bad guys have guns to them. And one of my favorite lines is Tyrese looks over at him, and they had gotten their car souped up. He looks over and goes, Ejecto Cito, cuz, and presses a button, and the guy goes flying out of the car and gets ejected. Hungry. We think it's just these movies, it just talks to what at least for me like what guys love like the stupid cars just just cars like just just like like insane like cars going out of planes and and landing on highways driving off like like just the amount of stuff and just like here's a line and it's from the very first one and everybody says this I live my life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> like it's like, come on. It's and the thing is, for those of you that haven't seen it, it starts off like just drag racing. Like that's the big thing. That quarter mile at a time. That, that's how the line comes. It's just drag racing and all that. And then they start running from the cops and everybody's scrambling and all that. By the end of it, like Alex said, they're jumping out of planes with parachutes attached to the cars. 
like they what they're like they're running out of things to do with these cars. Like no. like they drove a car out of a high rise in Dubai, dude. Like they drove it from building to building, like and not not like like on the first floor. No, no, no. From like the one hundredth floor, people, and it flew into the other building in like the ninety fifth floor, and it just kept going. Like I don't like, <laughs> like physics, physics doesn't exist in these movies. And speaking, and it's like, and talking about that, we I didn't even t- tell Alex I was going to bring this up, so we're going to get a genuine reaction out of it. Alex, I don't know if you've heard. Chris Pratt came out and said that at the when the Fast and the Furious movies are coming out, when they're in theaters, there's going to be a prologue that comes before these movies that's going to be of the new Jurassic Park movie now. Are the dinosaurs driving cars? I don't know, but they've talked about it. I don't think they're going to be connected yet, but the fact that they're doing a prologue that's coming out right before the movie, like a, like a commercial, I guess. Wait, wait, wait. Are they going multiverse on me? Are they, are they bringing, are they bringing Vin Diesel to try and chase down some, some velociraptors? Like, is that what's happening here? I was talking, I was talking to my, to, to one of my good friends, Peter about it. If we do not get Vin Diesel riding down or up the back of a Tyrannosaurus Rex in a Dodge Charger, I don't want it. I don't want it. Using a Brontosaurus as a fucking takeoff? That's what I'm saying. And then, of course, you're going to have – they're going to be drag racing a Velociraptor. Like, no, that, that happens. <laughs> it has- That's a thing. That's a, no, that has to happen. And then Chris, and obviously Chris Pratt's going to be in it. And just seeing Chris Pratt and Vin Diesel interact, like this is what well, I think. I think that's I think that's that's going to be the villain. Vin Diesel has to fight Chris Pratt. Hey, so it's going to be Chris Pratt and the dinosaurs. So Chris Pratt's going to team up with the dinosaurs. It's going to be Chris, take on Vin Diesel. It's going to be Chris Pratt and Blue versus Vin Diesel and the family. And like, and that's the type of thing, man. Like these movies, you you may think we're crazy for even thinking that. Jurassic World or Jurassic Park. I'm not even sure what it's called anymore. And Fast and the Furious will come together. But if you think that's crazy, you have not seen the Fast and the Furious movies. I mean, everything I mean, you think of. I think they have cars that fly in this next one. I think they're going fi- They're finally doing cars that fly. It's, it's about time. Like, I mean, which they've done cars falling. They've done like all <laughs> sorts of. Well, they, and they also have car electromagnets in this one. I've definitely seen that in the trailer. Yes, they have car electromagnets. So like, now they have like like literally these super magnets in cars that it somehow doesn't affect their car. And apparently their car is not fucking metal, but everybody else <laughs> is. Like, and just starts grabbing shit going down the street. And, I, and I'm not talking like close by, like they're in the middle of the street and it's, it's only four y- cars from both sides. It's getting right. yanked across. And that's the like, thing. Like leading it's into not that. slow. It's very violent. Oh no, it's fine. Yeah. It's not like, Oh, it slowly comes in. No, no, it's getting yanked from across the street. And if, if you think that that's crazy, I mean, Cars, they, they had, I don't even remember which freaking movie it was in. There was one that there was a grapple hook. They literally grapple hooked to the side of a mountain and swung out, came around, and landed again. It well, might, they, they took down the plane. Man, that's they what took it down was. the plane yeah, of a car. That, that's the one, yes. That, that's what they I'm took down like, like, And it wasn't like a small plane. It was like, <laughs> yeah. like a Hercules, like, like a jet. bomber, like, like. And they're like, oh, just shoot shoot the hook and the fucking flap and the whole plane will come down. It's like, oh, okay, cool. It's like, all right, Vin Diesel, here's your muscle car. And obviously they're all fucking dead eyes. And speaking of that movie, that particular one, shout out to Wonder Woman. Gal, Gal Gadot. Gadot. Yeah, bef- before, that was before she was even Wonder Woman. That, oh, that was like, that was a series that I would say got her her big start. Um, yeah, she was like, the, lo- she was like the love interest of, I believe, Han. She was, she was Han's love interest. So a lot of people didn't even know that she was going to be Wonder Woman. Like that was her first thing. Yeah, and, and and she she definitely killed in that role. And let me tell you, if they brought Han back to life, 
they could bring her somehow. Like she could have, they like, never showed her dead. So they could bring her that, back. That's like, like any any good TV show. If you don't see like she, she can still come back. I do believe the plan was to make 10, I think I read. So I think we're on nine. So I think we're. So what you're like, saying, you know, things where you're mercifully towards the end of it. But do you at this point, I mean, do you want to end? But like, look, the first one, the first one came out, I want to say like 2002. It was one. It, it was. I was. I was. I'm trying, I don't know. I'm losing track of time where I was at that point. But so what you're telling me is we're in fast nine. And now there's a prologue that's that's like a preview before it of Jurassic World. So you're telling me there's Jeff maybe Goldblum a be in it? Can Jeff Goldblum be in it? Oh my god, it begins with Jeff Goldblum. I just, that just came to me. Like I need Jeff Goldblum. Okay, listen, whoever's producing this movie, you gotta let us know because we want cameos. Oh my god. Like if I could cameo in one of these movies, like look, they could be racing down the street, and I'll just be that guy that sticks his hands up cheering. There's always that one guy who it's like he showed up to the wrong or he's doing awkwardly dancing when the cars are playing music. He's, he's like in his hands up in the air, he doesn't even know what the hell's going on because he just awkwardly showed up that day. Like that's who I want to be. I mean, like again, like we've said, we, we are shameless plugs. We, we are we are 20 years from the original Fast and the Furious. They came out in 2000. years. Holy crap. Like thinking about it, like I, and the I, cars are iconic. I enjoy them. The cars are iconic. You got the GTO. You have the Supra. You, I mean, like just the Lancer in the second one. Like they just bring out these iconic cars all the time, and it's and it's just amazing. It. I'm so. I. I'm genuinely excited to I, see what they do with nine. It's. It's because it's 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 one of these like, what the fuck are they, can they possibly do now? <laughs> yeah, and it's one of those things like so twenty years like, it's been most of both of our lives i mean more than half of our lives these movies have been coming out and it's one of those things that you get stuck to like you it's the first thing you see and it was those cars it was the music like i mean and then just the vin diesel is known for his muscle cars like obviously he's the muscle band so you knew that he they felt like after that movie like the only car now that he gets in movies is the gto like that's it, it like that's <laughs> that's it like he gets one car in movies and it's that like even in Triple X, he got the same car. So it, that's where it became kind of ridiculous. Like he just kept getting the same goddamn car. You're like, all right, Vin, Vin Diesel had to assign something. I am sponsored by GTO, so this is these are the cars I'm gonna drive. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm officially a Pontiac man. Um, but that being said, we definitely definitely tell you guys go out and watch the movie. I believe it comes out. Um, I think it just came out actually. Uh, yeah, as as we're recording, I believe it just came out today or yesterday. I, yeah, it came out within the last couple of days. So definitely go check it out, folks. It's it's. It's good entertainment. It's, it's good fun times. It's perfection. You, know, you go there, you go there, forget the world for a little bit and and enjoy some flying cars, if you will. <laughs> and speaking of flying cars, we're going off into the future and looking forward into the future. That is gonna be it for today. Again, we want to say thank you so much for joining us on this journey. Once again, please rate, review, and subscribe. You can reach us on social media at this and that with Alex and Mondo. And once again, thank you for tuning in. We'll, we'll just talk to you next week. Have a great one, guys. Have a good one, everybody. <laughs>